Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Happy Thursday, my loves. I'm so excited to dive into this episode. I'm so excited to have more guests on the show. Oh, today we're diving into all things boundaries, boundaries in relationships, boundaries in career, boundaries with clients, boundaries in your life, boundaries within your own self. I have a special guest, Heather Claus, and she is the boundary queen. (laughs) Um, She has lived an atypical life. She's hitchhiked across the country, traveled and worked in a carnival for a season, roamed New York City with street people, explored into alternative lifestyles, uh, alternative relationships, and more. And all of her experience so far has led her to the belief that boundaries are the key to not only saving ourselves but our relationships. She's a really big fan of amazing people enjoying love, sex, romance, and happy and functional lives, whatever that may look like from human to human, which is why she's so excited to share experience and knowledge with boundaries. And she's actually wrote a book called Take No Shit, Build Better Relationships Through Discovering, Creating, and Maintaining Healthy Boundaries in Three, Sometimes Five Simple Steps. She also has an app she's created for boundaries, and she's got some work sheets that are absolutely incredible and she sprinkles all these in into the episode i'm just really excited to have her on we talk about will boundaries make us feel less lovable what's the difference between boundaries and rules how do we benefit from boundaries and intimate relationships how do we start setting boundaries and what her three to five steps are so that you can take away some massive nuggets in this episode. I recommend having a pen and paper with you or taking some mental notes. Um, I definitely believe that you will revisit this episode more than once. So let's get right into the interview. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week, another episode. I have an amazing human being standing, well, I guess virtually standing in front of me, um, Miss Heather. And I'm so excited to have her on today. We uh, we were just getting into a riff right before this. So I was like, pause, take all these ideas and put them in the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to chat all things around boundaries, boundaries in love, boundaries in sex, boundaries in friendships, boundaries in work boundaries mm-hmm. in clients, all the things, uh, all things boundaries today. And I'm really excited to dive in. So Heather, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like I just got like a high just from our conversation like two minutes ago. So I can't wait to dive in. Um, 
I'd love to hear, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you and like, how did you get into this work of boundaries? And then we'll just kind of take it from there. So um, I'm going to tell you the more like deep and meaningful story here. Um, I last year was my uh, 49th year and I um, found out I had a BRCA1 genetic mutation mm. and so decided to go the preventative route. My mother had passed from a pretty serious breast cancer at the age of 42. So at 49, I was beating her average, but knowing it was probably coming. Right. Mm. So I went ahead and I got, you know, full hysterectomy, double mastectomy reconstruction. And as I was planning all of this, never had any surgeries before, never really even been ill much in my life. So like, this was like kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. I took off the month of August to work on a passion project. And I had no clue going into August, what that passion project was going to be. But I have spent um, the past just over 15 years uh, learning more about myself, about love, sex, and relationships, exploring as many alternative lifestyles as I can, um, becoming more uh, sexually open and um, curious Mm. after leaving an abusive marriage. And so last August, I was, you know, twiddling my thumbs for the first couple of days, like, what am I going to do? What am I passionate about? What do I really like? What, how mm. do I really want to make meaning yeah. with, you know, the next year of my life heading into 50 and um, boundaries popped up and I thought about it and boundaries were the first thing. I mean, I didn't use the word boundaries back then, but were the first thing when I got out of my uh, abusive marriage. Like they were the first thing I had to really work on. Mm. Who am I? Mm. What is important to me? How do I protect the self that is important to me? And how do I keep out all the stuff that I don't want in my life? And I had a bazillion ideas, communication and, you know, orgasmic stuff and all sorts of things. But I felt like once I realized that I had to start with boundaries, they are the foundation and everything else that I want to do that like clicked into my head had to start there. So here we are. Mm. Oh my gosh. So many things there I, I want to dive into. And yeah, I think that a lot of us, you know, never really grew up around boundaries, which is, you know, what you talk a lot about and in your book, take no bullshit or sorry, take no shit, (laughs) (laughs) um, which we'll dive into later. But, um, I think that this is so such a pivotal moment to really create more freedom in our lives, which again, I want to dive into in a little bit. Um, But I want to I want to like, kind of go deeper into your story a little bit. So when you took off this month of August, and you're sounds like you're preparing for surgery and all of that. What was it for you that opened your eyes to boundaries? Was it like something happened where boundary was crossed? Or was it like, I want to explore, but there's, I need to create safety within myself. What was it for you that really started saying, Ooh, boundaries are something I need to double down on right now? Huh? I think, I think, you know, well, I know I'd been kind of dicking around with the idea of (laughs) writing a book about boundaries. I've been sort of talking about it. I'd done Mm. several classes on it, but I hadn't just done it. Mm. And so this sort of like, over the course of like one and a half days, it sort of popped into my head. And I started like this idea of being lucky in love. 
Mm, and okay. lucky in love is the the concept is that love, sex, romance, they are skills. And mm. we can learn these things. And as that popped into my head, I started writing an outline for that. And when I figured out, like, you know, I wanted to talk about communication, I wanted to talk about, you know, um, self-esteem. And I wanted to I wanted to talk about all of these things, the types of things that I talk about in my coaching business, right? But but when boundaries popped up, I'm like, that has to be first. Ooh, that yeah. is because all this work that we might be doing, all this stuff that we might want to learn about love and romance and communication and whatever, if we don't have our boundaries in place, then anybody can tell us anything. Mm. Oof. And then we take it as truth. And we take it as truth or we we put it on because we think that that's what we're supposed to do or, yeah. you know, we we start with something that's really good for us and then we get in that relationship and that gets mm. squashed really quickly mm. because, you know, we really want this to work and that person doesn't like it and we don't really know who we are. So, well, we might as well not stand up for that because we've only been doing it a couple of weeks anyway. And, you know, like it's mm. boundaries have to be at least in my head, they had to be the beginning. We had to lay this foundation. We had to, we had to get right with boundaries because as you said, most people have almost no experience with good boundaries, right? We're not taught good boundaries. In fact, in my book, there's a chapter called, it is not your fault. It is mm. not your fault that you have craptaculous boundaries. You have been raised to do what your parents said, to do what your teachers said, to get along with your friends, to go with the flow, to not make too much noise, you know, whatever it is. And we're socialized that way. And with our parents, they do this because they want us to succeed, right? Because mm -hmm. they love us. They want mm -hmm. us to get along with people. They don't want us to die old and alone. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. However... They teach us the exact same things that the people who want to take advantage of our lack of boundaries teach us. Mm. Like it's all the same thing. And yeah. we got to do something different because mm. that's not working for most people. Yeah. Oh, so much that you said there is just like so many golden nuggets there. And I think that boundaries are an act of self-worth. They're an act of self-love. And, you know, growing up as a people pleaser, it was really challenging for me to set those boundaries. And, you know, for me, people pleasing wasn't like doing things that like were out of character. It was more of, you know, maybe like, not, well, I didn't know it at the time, but what I realized was that I just didn't feel emotionally safe to speak my truth in certain times. So I would just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, type of thing. And so that, you know, really leaked into my relationships. It leaked into uh, my business. I mean, adulthood in general. And so I realized that, oh, there were one that emotionally like safety that I don't think we sometimes have the full context mm -hmm. to share and say. Um, and now, like, I think in our society, we are getting more rooted in the idea of healing and of self-healing and all these things that we didn't get to have as children and whatnot. And so I think that when we talk about boundaries, we think that it's something to push people away to. 
And so I would love to hear your thoughts, um, being a boundary (laughs) expert, like what that feels like, because, you know, I'll be, uh, I can use myself as an example. When I would set boundaries with a friend, they would just get very defensive and make me feel like Mm -hmm. crap. And it was like manipulative. And then I'd feel wrong for setting that boundary, but I'm like, wait, what? And then I started realizing doing deeper inner work that like, it wasn't, it wasn't my boundary. It was actually theirs. And it was them that was actually uh, being affected by it wasn't me. So I'd love to hear a little bit more on like how, what what do you feel about in in that regard? So um, there's two things I want to tackle there. The first thing is what you just spoke about, which is they would get defensive. Yeah. Now, part of that is right now, how we are taught or not taught in some cases to speak about boundaries, Mm. right? Um, Heather Shannon, who is, uh, she runs the Ask a Sex Therapist podcast. She did the foreword for my book. And Mm. when she handed that to me, I was like gobsmacked. It was so Mm. freaking beautiful. And she says all these wonderful things. And then she says, And in case you think I'm too easily pleased, I dislike 90% of the boundaries information that's out there because it's so confrontational and conflict high. Yeah. And that is something that I think is really critical because we tend to not say anything, not say anything, not say anything. And then we have to say something mean, right? As opposed to learning to be compassionate and kind with ourselves and set little teeny tiny boundaries constantly Mm. instead of having to wait until something is just intolerable. Mm. And then we have to set this great big boundary and we often do it incorrectly or maybe not in the best way because we're emotional, right? And we're tapped out and we just can't take it anymore. So there's that. You also mentioned though, the idea that if I set this boundary, people are going to push back or they're not going to like me or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have, I've, I've, people have talked to me about this quite a bit when they're like starting new relationships. How do we, how do we make sure these relationships are going to honor our boundaries? Because, you know, we are sick to death (laughs) of constantly being pushed. And I have this technique, it's called start with no. Mm. And it's, Hey, you know, are you free Tuesday night? No, I'm not available Tuesday night. I can do something next week, right? Even if your Tuesday night is, you know, on the calendar, it says, you know, sit at home, eat Haagen-Dazs with the cat, (laughs) right? Like it's, the idea is to see how they take, Mm. see how they take it when you disagree with them. If Mm. they come crawling up in your inbox saying things like, hey, beautiful, say, hi, I really appreciate the compliment. I'm super flattered. My name is Heather. I'd really appreciate it if we'd stay with names until we get to know each other. And then maybe we can come up with something that's a little more personal to the two of us. Thank you so very much. Love that. Yeah. Right. And what's going to happen is they're either going to say, oh, shoot, sorry. Thank you so much, Heather. My name is Dave, blah, whatever. That is a great answer. Right. Or they're going to be like, oh, I was just trying to compliment you. I don't know why you have to be. That is also a great answer because you know why? That tells you what you need to know, Mm. right? Or what if they come back with, okay, and then they just disappear. Okay, period. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. And then they just disappear. You never hear from them again. That is also a great answer because they have removed themselves from your life because they can't handle what they feel is rejection. Whereas mm. a boundary is not rejection. It is redirection. Yeah. Right. It is. I am, I am, I am okay with continuing whatever we've got going here, this conversation, this relationship, whatever. We just need to go in a slightly different direction. Yeah. And then and- there's the guys there was this one guy, I love I love using him as an example because he came back with this whole thing and we've all received something like this, which is, you know, well, you are ugly and fat and whatever. And I was uh, just trying yeah. to be nice. And then he called me a pustulant, see you next Tuesday. Oh my gosh. And again, that is a perfect answer yeah. because I know exactly what I need to do with that. I just triggered you and it has nothing to do with me. So yeah. 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 So, you know, that's a big thing. The the key is, is that yes, we can maintain relationships that aren't a good fit by stomping our own boundaries or allowing our boundaries to be stomped, but then we're maintaining relationships that aren't a good fit for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and we're constantly putting energy into it. And that energy is being scrubbed away every time that not fit Mm. happens. It's like wearing a a sweater with an itchy tag. We're always on edge that that thing is going to happen or it's happening. We don't know how to deal with it because we've allowed it for this long or whatever it is. Yeah. So I like to say that when it comes to setting good boundaries, Healthy boundaries not only keep out the bad, but they prioritize the good. Yeah. They protect the parts of you that are important to you. Mm. And then you have more you, more time, more resources to spend on the things that are important to you. Yeah. Right. So if somebody comes into your life and they don't like your boundaries, let them just gently float away so that somebody who can come into your life and love your boundaries and be thankful for the person you are, not the person they want you to be in their head. That's the key. And I have heard this. So one of the things I did for my book, because I started setting my boundaries like over 15 years ago when I got out of my marriage, one of the things I did for my book in order to get me back into beginner's mindset is I did about 50 interviews with people. I just said, I want to hear about your boundaries journey. Either, Mm. you know, you need better boundaries and you have questions, you have been on a boundaries journey and you want to share it, whatever. I need to hear how you talk about and think about boundaries so that I can understand, you know, where Where people people were. Yeah. Yeah. From the people who had started setting good boundaries, healthy boundaries in their life, Every single one of them said that once they started, other people with healthy boundaries started showing up Mm. and their lives and friendships changed in a way they never could have imagined. Yeah, I can imagine. And I want to go in there a little bit deeper because I think for a lot of people, it's like the idea of setting a boundary feels so good, but then they don't. So what, what have you seen in your experience with, um, with working with people on boundaries has been the, the biggest challenge for them to actually do the thing. Um, so 
when I work with them, this is not as much of a challenge, but when people try to start the work themselves, they just don't know where to start. Mm. Well, what, what is a boundary? How do I, like, what's important? What the question I get a lot on podcasts like this is what boundaries should I have? Yeah. Well, everybody's going to have different boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So in my book, that's one of the things that I really, really wanted to focus on answering. So um, the book is, is take no shit. And it's about, I talk about three, sometimes five simple steps to setting healthy boundaries and relationships. So step one, set it, right? This is where you actually go through a bunch of different types of boundaries. We have six types of boundaries, emotional, intellectual, physical, sexual, material, and time boundaries, right? So we go through all of those. I talk about them and there's in that section, probably 150 questions or more. Oh, wow. Just about boundaries. That's right. Just just asking different questions about boundaries. Um, In fact, that section, that set it section is the basis for the take no shit um, daily journaling app that we also Mm. free up in the um, Google Play and Apple Play stores. Love that. Um, So that just gives you a different journal prompt every day. And you can respond to it and either keep it private for yourself or you can make it public for the feed and share Mm. it with others and chat with other people about their boundaries and so on and so forth. But step one, set that boundary. Step two, notice this is this is the, the one that comes after figuring out what your boundaries are, then you say your boundary, right? Mm. So yeah. in that chapter, I talk all about how we can communicate our boundaries in ways that aren't super high conflict, that aren't intended to you know start an argument. In fact, one of the things I say is when you're setting a boundary, your best bet, don't use the word boundary. Don't be like, hey, that's my boundary, because that is immediately putting people on the defensive like they did right. the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. So step two, say it. Step three, review it. Go back over wh- how you said it, how they reacted, whether or not you got what you needed out of that. You know, I, I call it the AAR, the after action report. Oh, I love that. So, <laughs> you know, you go back through and you say, how did they react? Did they react the way I hope they reacted? Right? Like, did did they get super defensive? Maybe I could have changed the language. This is this is a good way for you to do it all by yourself. Or if you're with a partner, checking in with them after you have the conversation. How yeah. do you feel that went? Did you like, maybe you didn't like some of the words, like having that conversation when you've calmed down and gotten on the other side of it. Um, now, if everything went wonderfully and your boundaries thing is settled, You don't need steps four and five, right? You already got steps one through three. That's all you need. Three, sometimes five simple steps. Step four, repeat it. Hmm. So if you've told them like, hey, this isn't working for me. Don't really love it. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they keep doing it. Step four is where you come in with, you know, a deeper conversation, maybe a little bit more explanation, maybe, you know, getting them when they're not like distracted by the TV or, you know, friends over or whatever it is, like you did the first time. I don't know, whatever it is. Maybe they need a little bit more effort or assertiveness. Yeah. (laughs) Or assertiveness, or, you know, they just, they don't get it. 
or what you're asking them to change is habitual. And you, mm. you know, you have a conversation about how can I help you make this change? Um, and then step five is ultimately if things don't change, then all the power is yours. Step five is change. Change what you're willing to accept. Mm. Change how you respond to it. Change what your relationship is. Change. All in your power at that I point. Love, I love I love all of those steps because I think it's so important to one look at what, what a boundary is for you and defining it for yourself. Um, and a lot of times that is just by exploring. And I think most, I think sometimes boundaries are created after you've already experimented with something and be like, oh yeah, that's a no, or like, that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, I, and I think that boundaries can be, um, I think boundaries for a lot of people, they're just really afraid of what the other person has to say or how they're going to feel. And truthfully, mm-hmm. I think that comes down to a, um, a belief system and a nervous system, um, autopilot of, it's not safe to express myself. I don't feel worthy in my values. I don't feel worthy in my truth. And therefore it's better for me to keep things held back. And I think as a codependent person or as um, a people pleaser, it's really challenging for, for them to really root down into their worth. And I, and I really work a lot with people on helping them regulate their nervous system, help them shift their beliefs. But I, I feel that it's like when we when we really want to start those boundaries and having those t- type of conversations, it's learning how to, um, I don't want to say, what is the best word to say? It's learning how to stand firm in yourself and knowing that anybody's reaction is not about you. And I think that also can be really challenging for people to really share their truth. And I think at the same time, there's also people that are like, where do I start figuring out my boundaries? Um, and I've heard a lot too, will boundaries make me feel like, will I be less accepted or less lovable? What is your perspective on like sh- reframing that for people? Well, first of all, I would say that boundaries give you the opportunity to be your most authentic self. Yeah. Right. Because you are protecting You're protecting your time and prioritizing it the way you want to. You're having only the sex you want. You are exploring your emotions in a safe way, or you're closing up and saying, this is not working for me right now. I'm going to step away and maybe we can come back at this later, right? You are protecting the you that you most want to be. And people, like every single one of us, Every single one of us has known somebody in our lives where they were just so much themselves. They Mm -hmm. shone like a star. You know, that's where our bestie crushes come from, right? That's like, we just, we're just like, oh my goodness. Like RuPaul, no matter what you might think, that is a human that is super authentic, right? Yep. And love them or hate them. Authenticity. It's the same type of thing. The challenge is, is when we're constantly allowing people to push or squash our boundaries, we are, it's a, it's a too many cooks spoil the broth type of thing, Mm. right? If you ever learn to paint, 
Like the first couple of times you learn to paint, you're like, oh, if I just mix this color and this color, you're like, oh, that's not quite right. And then you try to mix it again and you try to, and it becomes mud yeah. because there's just too much in there, right? It's not all pure. It's not all you. And it's the same type of thing with boundaries when you're being pulled this way and that way. And, you know, this person wants this out of you and that person wants that out of you. And here's the thing. Perfect example. You get out of a long-term relationship. If you are the person, if you have ever done this, you get out of a long-term relationship and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I'm finally going to take those dance classes that I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I'm finally going to go out with my girlfriends and go on vacations and go camping mm -hmm. or, you know, like I'm going to do that thing that that partner thought was dumb that mm. I forgot I even liked. Yeah. This yep. is where boundaries allow you to live that all of the time. Yeah. Because you're protecting you. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's that's such a that's such a true point is that a lot of the times we don't allow ourselves the or we're so afraid of upsetting somebody else that we're really just abandoning ourselves. And that was something Absolutely. that, yeah. And that was something that I had to learn a lot too. And in, in my past partnership was that I was abandoning my needs. I was abandoning my desires. I was dissolving them and just, um, like I would have a desire come up or a need and I'm like, Oh no, nah, that's okay. I don't need that. And it's like, wait, what? No. So, yeah. you know, and now that it's been a while, I, I really, I really seen how much I get to be more authentically in myself. And um, it's really beautiful because we've actually created a friendship and the boundaries are there and it feels so authentic. And it's like, mm -hmm. how are we better now as friends than we were partners? That's and it's well. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because of the, the, the being okay with being rejected and mm -hmm. also being okay with having somebody uh, be disappointed in you. And I think that was something that was so um, transformative for me was to be like, I'm going to upset you. I'm going to disappoint you by ending this relationship. And also I'm finally showing up for myself and I'm finally yeah. done abandoning myself. And it was the most liberated I've ever felt. It was kind of like that uh, paradox of uh, or polarity, I should say, even too, of like, feeling the grief, but also feeling the expansion at the same time. And it's like, yeah. whoa, how do, how do we feel both? Um, yeah. I think boundaries are something that really can allow us to illuminate the parts of ourselves that want to be seen. Um, and something that's coming up for me too, that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are asking a question of, it was like, because I get a lot of people, a lot of clients that say like, oh yeah, if my husband lets me do this or allows me to do this. And I'm like, the verbiage you're using sounds like he is your father or you're his, you're his mother. Mm -hmm. And so what is the difference between a boundary and a rule? Because I think sometimes <laughs> people, you know, maybe even listening to of like, like how do, and mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into this too, of like, um, not, um, um, ethical non-monogamous and also polyamorous too, because I think to me, when you're doing it in such a healthy way, 
it's such a beautiful emulation of like what it looks like to have boundaries and also like have more intimacy. And so, but I think a lot of people get confused with like boundaries and rules. Oh yeah. Uh, And so what is, what is like the definition of those and like, how do we know the difference between? So the way I like to say it is for, in most cases, people are using boundaries as this is something, you know, that, I will, I won't do, or I don't want or whatever. Right. right? right. Whereas to me, boundaries are simply an internal um, fence or state line. Right. Whereas we're outside that line, not my monkeys, not my circus inside that line. These, these are my monkeys and this is my circus, right? These are the things inside this. This is what I can control. Mm. That's a boundary. I can control my feelings. I can cannot control your feelings. Yeah. Right. And even the things I can control, I control imperfectly because I'm a human. Um, but the boundaries tell us these are ours. Rules are set from the outside. Mm. rules are what other people tell us we can and cannot do some are valid some are not yeah Um, in my take no shit workshop one of the things I do for people who feel like they need a little bit more than the internal push um, they need some like you know go get them rah 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 type stuff Um, we talk about rules and laws Mm. inside the workshop so in that case a rule A boundary is, you know, this is me, that is not me. The rule is, if this happens, I will do that. Mm. If I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone and I begin to feel less than, I feel like they are invalidating me or dismissing me, I will say, I need to pause this conversation. I'm going to go home. Let's pick this back up another time, whatever, right? And then there's also laws. Now, for some people, a boundary is enough. For other people, setting a rule for themselves so they know what they're going to do in that situation, that's going to be enough. For other people, the only way that they're really going to be able to do it is to have help at the beginning. And that would be, you saying to me, Heather, if you're in a conversation with somebody and you start to feel less than, here's what you do, Mm. right? Because some people can't, they're so not boundaried. Yeah. (laughs) They can't show up for themselves yet. Yeah. So in the Take No Shit Workshop, we exchange laws and we check in with each other. Hey, how did that go for you? How did that happen? You know, like, yeah, that way we've got those options. But in normal relationships, in normal life, boundaries are internal, rules are external. Mm, I love that. And I think that's a great way to um, decipher the difference between um, and I and I love what you said, like showing up for yourself and Mm -hmm. knowing that it can be very frustrating being with somebody or having a relationship or dynamic with somebody else when they don't have their own boundaries for themselves. And sometimes, I mean, it, I feel like it's like mixing oil and, and, and water. It just doesn't Absolutely. jam. 
And that's one of the reasons that I think so many people say, once I started setting boundaries for myself, different people showed up in my life. Yeah. And other people will walk away radically because the people who are used to using you up Mm. can't anymore. Yeah. And the people who have been waiting for you to finally show up for yourself, start Mm -hmm. showing up even more. And then the people out there who never even saw you because you were too busy, you know, doing other things, stomping your boundaries, not being the person that you could be and so on and so forth. All of a sudden, when you have boundaries, those people are starting to recognize you and you're starting to recognize them. It's incredibly different. Anybody who has gone through Tinder, you know, that there are certain people you look at and you're like, I am not tall enough to ride that ride yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know it. Or, oh, they look like, you know, they, they look like they have their shit together. They are good looking. They're like, they're, they're ne- like, okay, I'm swiping left. Right. Cause I don't have what it takes to meet them where they are at. Yeah. But as you start setting boundaries and you start really becoming yourself and realizing the potential of who you are as a human, you start seeing people as like, oh my goodness, that person is living their best life so authentically. I gotta see if we can match Mm. because there's something, there's something there that I recognize because I'm starting to do, I'm starting to do all of that. I love that. Yeah. That's so valid. And so true is that um, I think a lot of the times we push away the things that we're just unfamiliar with and we don't know. And so when somebody is like really rooted in their authentic expression, we feel uncomfortable. Um, And I don't know if this could be answered, but I'm curious for like, what is the, if you could pinpoint like the first area we should start setting boundaries more clearly, what area do you like, would you recommend? So what I recommend to my clients is look back over either the relationship you're in now or all of your past relationships and make a list. What drains you? Mm. Because where you are being drained, where you like, don't even like, what are the sore spots? What are the sore tooths? Where, where are the bruises in those? Where are you getting anxiety? Where are you getting anxiety? What do you hate to think about? Those are boundaries. And And they're obviously the ones that are already being crossed in your life. So and they also can maybe even be rules too. Cause again, oh, sure. I'm, I'm reflecting back on my experiences too. And I remember I would just be sweaty, heart racing, having these hard conversations. And it truthfully came down to, yes, my needs weren't being met, but I also didn't have a boundary of a need and also rules when conversation got hot and heavy. And then I'd be like, okay, I need to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Need a break, right. And that's, that's the thing. Like Right there, needs aren't being met. So let me share with you, this is this is something, this is a little piece that I throw out regularly that contains so much. A successful relationship, whether you are monogamous, whether we're talking about friends, whether you are polyamorous, whether we're talking about family or whatever, to me, a successful relationship is where both people are getting far more out of the relationship than they feel they put in. Ooh. Mm. So think of it this way. 
you're standing in the hallway, right? And your partner walks by and just kind of taps your ass and says, you know, I, wow, you're so hot, right? On their way out the door to work. That took what? A couple seconds. And yet you can ride high on that for hours. Mm. You got far more out of it than they put in. Mm. Right. And if your relationship is not filling you up, not only equal, you know, I put in a dollar, I get out a dollar, but like I put in 10 cents, I get out a dollar. If it's Mm. not filling you to overflowing and life, just daily life is going to drain you. How exhausted are you going to be if your relationship is not showing up for you. Oof. I think we can pause there for a second and really think about that. That's so true. That's so true because um, I feel like, you no, know, even we can even bring this into work and balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, work, I'm okay. sorry, work and life balance. We can bring this into the work that you're doing right now, whether that's working for yourself or working uh, for someone else whether that's like the environment that you spend your time in. And I think that we, I constantly observe myself and where I feel the most safe and I, where I feel the most authentic. And I think truthfully, it really boils down to um, the word safety and feeling emotionally safe and really putting a vernacular, I probably butchered that word, um, vernacular to what we're feeling and like the texture and the context and um, realizing that, you know, you don't have to cut off all your friendships. You don't have to break up with your partner, but start to like, like take a reflection on like who makes you feel most at home, who makes you feel like you can tell them anything. And, um, when you start to really see that, and then you're with other people, see how your nervous system responds, see how you feel around them, even having conversation, maybe even, um, speaking your truth or disagreeing with them and see where, what that feels like in your system, because that'll give you a good depiction of where you are and where you maybe need to set boundaries. Cause if you still want to have this person in your life, you can, you just need to learn how to, um, make yourself, like you said, feel safe and feel, uh, protected, Um, And I think that's something that we can all take away is really looking at and reflecting on our past relationships and where our needs weren't met, where we felt really like, you know, our nervous system was flaring up having conversations or um, where you feel energetically depleted. And then also like taking back control of yourself and saying, what do I want to shift? What am I ready to change? You know, at the um, in the time boundaries chapter in my book, at the end, I say, when you set boundaries on your time and make the time choices most likely to deepen and enlarge your positive moments in your various relationships, you show yourself and others what is really important to you. And how to treat you. Like you, the way that you show up to that relationship is how you're telling them how to treat you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to tolerate and take. And that can energetically leak into everything else, your business, your clients, your friendships, your intimate partner or partners. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I think uh, boundaries are the uh, foundation, foundational layer. Mm -hmm. And so Heather, I'd love to like wrap up this conversation um, with 
you know, with someone who's maybe like scratching their head or saying like, girl, like crap, like, where do I start? What is where, like, what could be something someone could take and reflect on of where, how do they start just the first baby step of like, okay, like I'm ready to like, look at all my relationships. I'm ready to make some shifts, but I don't want to go like full gung ho. Like what, what's that like in between step I can take to start feeling a little bit more authentic? Well, obviously you can buy my book, which is yes. really great, but yes, please. <laughs> the free boundaries, daily journaling app. Ooh, okay. Um, for example, I'm going to, I just pulled it up here. Um, this is my prompt for the day. Everybody gets different prompts. They're entirely random. When was the last time you said to yourself, Ugh, I should have maintained that boundary. Mm. Right. So that, that is the question for today. <laughs> mm. And everybody, as so soon as you hear that, yeah, you know, oh gosh, I can feel it. I can feel that boundary yeah. right here. Right. Like, I know it. I know it. Start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, start with, you know, this is what drained me in my relationships. Also, this is what filled me up. This is what even looking back, even if it was a dumpster fire at the end, what can I look back on that still warms me and say, we got that right. Mm. At least we got that right for a little while, right? Because that will help you tell what are the positive things you want to protect with your boundaries, right? What are the things you don't want? What are the things you want to protect with your boundaries? Start there, write it down. Don't just think it because thoughts are ephemeral, right? You think it and then it goes, right? It's gone. It's like, poof. But when you write it down, and even more, in the beginning of my book, one of the things I talk about is supercharging your boundaries. So I talk about ways that our brains learn. So I'm like, read the book, take notes, read the notes out loud, share them with friends, talk with your friends about it, make these things a part of your brain. And when you do that, you will begin finding tiny little ways to assert your boundaries in low stakes situations. Mm. And when you do that, when you say, you know what? The next guy who cat calls me on the street, I'm just going to pause and I'm going to say, hey, that's rude. And then I'm just going to walk right on, right? And the first time you say, I'm going to do this, right? You set yourself a rule and then you do it and you stand up for your boundary, That's how we create self-esteem. We say what we're going to do and then we do it. Yeah. Right. And if we do it in these tiny little ways, right? Low stakes, start with low stakes. You know, um, there are some people who, if their partner offered them a taste of, you know, their steak, they wouldn't be able to say no, right? Because they can't say no. Practice saying no to silly little things. No, thank you. I'm really liking my chicken tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever it is, just yeah. like showing yourself evidence that you can. Yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, and yeah. if you if you have a good friend who's willing, enlist them. 
and both go through the boundaries book together and start practicing. One of the things I encourage my students to do in the Take No Shit workshop is to practice with each other. Take a boundaries conversation from the past, write it out as a script, read it to each other, right? Practice changing that script by saying this, that, or the other thing, and then allow the other person to start changing the words that go along with it. So you get used to the idea of, I don't know what's coming, but I know how to handle it. Mm, I love that. Um, and I, I, okay. One more thing, because I think that's so potent is, um, when we talk about, of course, like boundaries and relationships, boundaries and, you know, work-life balance, boundaries with clients, all this stuff, you know, and there's obviously a positive aspect of like bringing people closer. What is your perspective on setting boundaries for like deeper intimacy? Cause I have my mm-hmm. own, I have my own experiences with that, that have been life-changing like, wow. Um, but you know, as the boundary queen, you know, what can help? Because I think for a lot of people too, and I've been diving deeper into my own sensuality. Um, I've recognized that the more open I can feel within my own self, within my own partner, the more, the deeper that we can go. And that always starts with boundaries. So how can boundaries play a role into our intimate lives? So I have, I have two answers for that. The first thing is, um, I love creating relationships in what I call the sweet spot. Mm. So sweet spot is a Venn diagram. Like think of the MasterCard logo. You know, you got one circle. Yeah. This yep. is what I want. You got another circle. This is what you want. Where they overlap, that's the sweet spot. That's mm. when you create your relationship, right? Mm. So you you know what your boundaries are because you're putting things into that sweet spot together. You're negotiating them. The second thing, and this is just like a little tidbit, passion requires individuality. Mm. We are not passionate about people that are exactly the same as us. We're not passionate Mm. about ourselves. We have to be passionate about somebody who is discreet from us, who brings that a little bit of fright and like, they're not the same as me. And, you know, like that's what makes it hot and exciting. And so in order to really explore um, deep intimacy, you have to both know we're in the sweet spot together. This is this is what we're putting into this relationship and everything else that we are that's not in that sweet spot, that is not on the table for this evening, right? So it's a, it's a safe place in your relationship. And you know that you are both individuals choosing to be there, right? And you could choose not to be there. And there's a power in that. Because one of the challenges, one of the reasons people give up their boundaries so much is the idea of security in a relationship. Yeah. And there's no such thing, first of all. You can, you can get married. How many marriages end in divorce because of adultery? Yep. Estimated yep. between 25 and 50%. And that doesn't include the ones that end because of all those other things, right? Yeah. So the idea that you are two amazing individuals with boundaries choosing to do this together, to create passion together, to be intimate together, 
that is what makes it hot. That's why it's hot at the beginning, because you don't think you know each other inside and out. Yeah. Because once you know each other inside and out, we've all been there. It gets yep. a little different, right? Yeah. But if Boring. you if you don't if you don't pretend to know each other, yeah. Like if you're both still individuals with your own boundaries and you still take your own time with your girlfriends and your boyfriends and your mountain biking and your rollerblading and whatever it is that you do separately, when you come back together, you still know you are individuals with a choice. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sharing the needs and the boundaries, um, like during intimacy just expands more opportunity for more openness, more exploratory, um, or exploring, I should say. And, um, it just helps you, I think, go deeper into communication as well. That's actually, so my next big passion project, the one like this, where I did all the interviews and so on and so forth is actually about communication. It's going to be actions speak louder than words, or do they? How we miscommunicate and kill our relationships with talking. Ooh, ooh, that sounds really juicy. I love that. So yeah, that'll that'll be. I've got some some smaller projects in the works right now, but that's the one that again I'm putting all of the like you know I'm doing the the online asking people questions. I'm doing the interviews. I'm finding out how people talk about communication and what they misunderstand the most, and then I'm gonna do a deep dive. I love that. Uh, Heather, this, this conversation has been absolutely amazing. I know that we can continue talking more and more and more. Um, and I know that you've teased your book, you've teased your app, you've teased um, your journal prompts. And so I'd love to hear, we'd love to hear how can we connect with you and um, how can we get involved with what you're doing? Super easy. My.curiouser.life. Everything is there. Beautiful. And that'll be in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes. Yay. And um your socials are on there too. I miss everything. Everything is there. Yep. You can find my book. You can find the app. You can find the workshop. You can find the coaching. You can find my socials. You can find this podcast when it goes live. I will put it up on the social page and under media appearances. Love it. Everything. I Mm. just put it all in one place to make it super easy. Love that. Oh, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that we took mental notes, if not paused to this and took more (laughs) notes. So thank you so much. My pleasure, Jess. Thanks so much like your question answered or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts i'm really inviting you to go to the show notes click the link for the question form and fill out your question it can be completely anonymous this just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes so again thank you for your participation, your interaction, and listening and supporting this podcast.